who's come to us all the way from Addison, Texas. Uh, and I, I'm going to get the. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm going to get the opportunity to introduce her more completely later today, but what I, what I want to share with you right now is uh, that uh, she has been at Allen on a long time, and she, uh, when I sent out the email asking uh, the workshop presenters if they, if they uh, had a, work, uh, a handout that we could reproduce and have available here, she was the first one to get back to me. She, when I'd asked her to do a workshop, and, and we and we we kicked around different ideas, uh, uh, it was like relationships. Come on, do that one. <laughs> and and like I said, she got back to me within 24 hours. It was like, do you have a handout? She goes, oh yeah, here here you go. And as a lot of you know, I'm I'm somebody who who. Tries to pay a little bit of attention to the, the traditions of this program and, and and how I can apply them to my relationships and my marriage and, and my life in general. So this is some stuff that I've thought about. I'm, I'm flipping through this handout and it's like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> so on that on that basis alone, I'm really looking forward to the next hour, and I'd like to introduce Ellen C. from Madison, Texas. <laughs> Can you see me now? Can you see me now? <laughs> Good morning. My name is Ellen Key, and I'm an enthusiastic, boundlessly grateful Al-Anon. Hi, Ellen. I feel like Iggy Pop. You ever been to those young people's best? Yeah. <laughs> um, my, my first Al-Anon meeting was November seventh, nineteen eighty-one, which um, was a bit ago, um, coming up on twenty-seven years, and. Uh, it's one of the things I, I've loved so about Richard and Karen and absolutely adore and Josiah, and that is the ongoing passion for this recovery program that remains in their lives because that's it's the way I've always felt about it. Um, the steps answered. I, I came to the steps. I came to Al-Anon with, with several questions. Um, most of them centered around what do I have to do to get him sober? Do you have any ideas I haven't thought of? Um, what can I do about my children? Um, none of them were about what can I do about me, but it was what can I do about them. And uh, the the steps in the process of doing the steps, my questions got answered, but but uh, not in a way I thought they would get answered. The biggest question that got answered in my in doing the steps was who am I? Who am I? Who am I? What has been my contribution, and what can be my contribution to my husband's life, to my children's life, to my my friends, my work? To the world at large, what is my? What can I do? Um, because it answered the question of who do I be? You know, and I don't know about you, but I've always been a human doing, not a human being. And one of the things Alan on uh, uh, emphasized was that this was about being. This was not about doing. I, I get I get activity and progress confused. I think if I'm doing something, I'm getting somewhere, and that's not necessarily true. Sometimes. Sometimes the best thing to do is nothing, and always the best thing to say is nothing, I've discovered. Um, the question that uh, I, never occurred to me that the steps answered, um, and it turns out to be the most important question I could have been asked, is what is my relationship with God? Mm. Um, that's, and the answer to that has been my spiritual awakening. I found a power here greater than myself 
that can solve my problem. I have one problem, and it's self-centered fear. And it shows itself in uh, a, a thousand different masks, in a thousand different situations, but that's always the bottom line, is it's self-centered fear. I have a good, good friend in AA who says that um, her character defects, well, she will deal with them. Yes, she'll work the steps, and she will deal with those character defects. And she said, I, now I think I've put them to rest. And she said, what they do is they run around to the end of the line and they get in the costume cabinet and they put on a new disguise. And then they show up at the front of the line again. And she thinks it's something new, but it's the same thing again. And that has been my experience. Um, In my case, the power has accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. There's been a revolutionary change in my living and thinking. I have a new sense of power and direction. I have found the great reality deep within My life has been transformed. And the message in step 12 says, carry the message and practice the principles, which implies in that alone that I'm going to have to be in relationships because I'm going to have to carry the message to people. I'm going to have to practice the principles with people. And one of the promises in the, uh, after the, the ninth step in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says that fear of, of economic insecurity and people will leave us. And I, I don't think that's by accident that economic insecurity and people, you know, money and people, the two things that have a lot of the power in our lives are in that same sentence. Uh, step, tradition one picks up right there and tells me I must be in relationships if I'm going to grow spiritually. I have to be. Um, I really would just as soon live in a cave and not have to deal with them, really. But the bad part about there is I'd be in the cave with me. (laughs) I am really not the best person to spend a lot of time with me. I really am not. Um, So so here's my plan for today. And we often, you know, you know what happens about our plans. God laughs at our plans. And you may laugh at mine, but... Here's my plan. Um, What I want to do is I want to talk for about uh, 20 more minutes or so, and then I want you, I I want you to take that handout that I've given you, and I'm going to go around, um, I'm going to ask you to squish up and fill the tables rather than having two at a table. It's just temporary. You can go right back to the table when you're done. Um, But I want you to to be a a, a group at a table, and I'm going to give you each a tradition number, and I'm going to let you have a discussion, pick a question out of those, and talk about that and see how you see how that works for you. Um, the way this started, that what that handout that you've got uh, on Wednesday nights, um, some of the girls I sponsor come over and we study. It's an eleven step meeting and we study. Sometimes we read comforts, crib literature, and sometimes we don't. Um, it's not always the same girls, um, but we, we, we do one project together. In one year, there were. I don't know, a dozen of us maybe, and uh, we were going to do the traditions again. Well, now every time I start the traditions with them, I'll start out with, you know, nine or ten of them, and by the time we finish, I'm down to two. (laughs) They're done. They're out of there. We don't want to talk about tradition. They're dry, and they don't have anything to do with me. Well, you know what? I said, let's us just look at all these people out here in the program who have actually found a way to apply the traditions to their lives. And in the process of doing that, so that's what we did. We, we took what other people have done, and then we decided whether that fit us or not. And we, we didn't do this, this with the idea of how this works in a love relationship or how this works with anybody in particular. It isn't about them, it's about me and how I participate in relationships. And that's how the questions came to be. And this is not a static um, 
deal either because I'm, I've done this. I've, usually, this workshop is a day long, so I'm interested to see how I do this in 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm not known for short stories anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, you just may get an overview. Um, uh, I've noticed that every time I do it, the questions will change. What, one of the things I hope we have time for, and we may not, but if we don't have time to do it at a group level, I'm going to ask you to do it at least at a personal level, that, that a representative from each table will let me know how your discussions went. If that question um, brought up more questions for you, which is a fine thing, that's a fine thing, or if it doesn't apply, this doesn't apply, because uh, I'd really like to know. Um, what I did before Al-Anon was reaction shifts. I did what I did to get a reaction out of you. There wasn't any relationship. It was a reaction ship. And uh, what I've had to learn to do here is a relationship. I only know one way to interact with people. I only knew one way to interact with people then. I react the same way with my dog and my God and my husband <laughs> and you because I bring the same thing to every relationship, and that's me. I bring me. Complete with my gifts, my talents, my needs, my neuroses, my opinions, and my fears. That's what I bring. Now, the intensity of the relationship is different depending on my emotional dependence on you. But I am the same in relationships, which means that I have the same relationship with God as I do with the guy that cut me off on the road this morning, which is sort of scary, you know. Um, what I've learned in Al-Anon is that what I have to work on, if I work on, if I focus on, not work on, if I focus on my relationship with God, the other relationships begin, begin to clear up. Um, we're not going to talk about all of that. We're not talking about all of that. How do I, okay, this 12-step says, practice these principles in all of my affairs. How in the world do I practice? I don't know. And you know, we're Al-Anons. We want to know how to do it before we go do it. We don't want to learn in the doing. Oh my God, people will see us. <laughs> and worst, we might hurt somebody. You know, that's the last thing we want to do is hurt somebody. Well, that's the last thing right before get hurt ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really the last thing. Um, so how do I practice these principles? Sit around contemplating my navel, alming, hoping that it, the answer will come, you know, and then I'll know what to do, or work on my relationships. My sponsor used to tell me, please, 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 do not work on the relationship. Please don't. You, nothing will kill it faster than your efforts. <laughs> Just don't. Um, you know, let it unfold. That's why we say that at every meeting, you know, let it unfold. Quit trying to. Okay, so if I work on it, what I'm going to get is more intensity of the same old, same old. That's why the traditions come in. Here's where the traditions come, right after step 12 telling me how do I this is how I practice the traditions are very spell it out Um, this is how I practice this is how I be in relationships the steps are written in the past tense this is what we did the traditions are written in the present tense this is what we do now this is how we behave now it's uh, they're guides for me going forward in my life going forward in relationships so now tradition one now, you notice we've reworded these a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> when I got to Alanon, I couldn't even highlight in a book. You know, that was like, now I've, I'm rewording the traditions. Look how far I've come. <laughs> um, and showing you what I've done. Um, our common welfare comes first, 
and, and uh, this is one of those places where AA differs so strongly from us, and I tend to lean, lean, lean in the AA direction. When you read the AA's first tradition, it lets you know in un, un, no uncertain terms. It says, personal recovery depends upon unity. I will not recover if I don't have this group. I, if, if, we're not, if we're not working, if I'm not working in a group with someone, with groups of people, I am not going to recover. Now, the Alanons, we don't say things like that. <laughs> we say personal progress for the greatest number depends upon unity. Which basically, you know, now we're appealing to, you can help a lot of people if you just stay here. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it works, you know. They'll use whatever works to keep us here, you know. So I say personal progress depends upon unity. And what that says to me is, I can't grow if I don't stay here. One of the things I've discovered since we did this this uh, work on the traditions, and, and I've gotten deeper and deeper into these, is how the steps correlate with the, tra- the tradition. The spirit of step one is the same spirit in, in tradition one. The spirit in step one is powerless. I'm powerless. And, I, and, it, and step one starts out with we. And tradition one starts out with our. <clears throat> this won't work unless there's a we. This won't work unless there's an hour. I'm powerless to do this by myself. Um, the first word, okay, I just did that. <laughs> and it isn't my recovery or somebody else's. What's truly good for me is truly good for everyone else. I don't believe sacrificing my good is God's plan for my recovery. I don't think God gives one person fulfillment and happiness and everything they want and takes from somebody else. I, that's not the God of my understanding. You can have that God if you would like to have If that God works for you, go. Go in peace. But that's not the God that works for me. I think uh, God, the, God, God's deals are always win-win situations. Everybody wins in a God's deal. Um, if it isn't good for me, it will not be good for you. Now, Josiah talked about it last night. Uh, Richard talked about it last night. And this is a room full of folks who know what's right. Mm. We know what's right. And if they would just do what's right, if I could just do what's right, if the politicians, and in my country, big fat issue right now, (laughs) if the politicians would just do what's right, everything would be okay. But here's the deal. If it's a God situation, God does what's best. And what's best is not always what's right. But God has a bigger picture in mind than we do, which is why I have to be in unity, which which is why I have to rely on group conscience, which is why I have to be in relationship with you, because if you leave it up to me, I'm going to go for what's right. And I want to, but where I really want to be is where what's best. That'll only happen if I stay in relationship with you. I'm at best in relationship when I'm a student, a listener, and a contributor, a participant. Now, for a lot of us in Al-Anon, that's a hard place to be, participating in relationships. We tend to be dragged along behind them. What was that? Bumper shining thing? (laughs) Oh, I've learned so many things. I can't tell you the other thing I learned because I'm Y'all have some strange words here. Um, My part in unity or the lack thereof has to do with how I conduct myself 
in relationship. And that's what those questions are about. Tradition 2 says, In my relationships there is but one authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience, our mutual decisions. Each of us is a trusted servant. No one governs. The principle in this one, the spirit in this one, is the same as it is in step two. There's a higher power. There is a higher power. The same God that restores me to sanity will direct me in relationships. The best choices are left up to God. Okay, I'm willing. And willingness is always the key to the lock. And that's what, you know, this is the place where I have to make the decision. Am I am I willing to be in a relationship? I, I see now that I can't. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be able to grow spiritually. And the spiritual life is not a theory we have to live it. I'm here to enlarge and perfect my spiritual life. That's the whole thing. It grows or it dies. And I'm willing. And willingness is always the key to the lock. To be in the relationships and to know I'm not in charge. Isn't that lovely news? I am not in charge. I am not responsible for how it comes out. I am responsible for my footwork. I am not responsible for how it comes out. This is a... (laughs) Okay, see, um, back in the Unity thing, I have a relationship with Harrison Ford that he doesn't know anything about. The deal here is... You can be in a relationship and other people don't even know it. You know, uh, it's okay. And it's still all about how I conduct myself in my relationship with Harrison Ford. I don't stalk him, you know, or write threatening letters to his wife or any of those things, you know. I have a very loving relationship with Harrison Ford. I'm very happy. Um, it's, it's, those are my best kind of relationships, so the long distance ones, I really don't know. Um, it's about my relationships. See, the thing to me in this tradition is, is I get to decide whether God's in this relationship or not. If you don't, if you don't want God to be in a relationship, totally up to you. Totally up to you. That's your choice. But if I have put God in this relationship, if I have made God my director in this relationship, that's, there is now a higher power in the relationship. It's up to me. Um, I don't think I'm God's helpless victim in relationships. I don't think God puts people in my life and takes them out. I believe that when we reach, when we can reach mutual agreement, because I've put God in there, it's a God deal. Um, like all relationships, the process works best if I participate. Part, what is that? Participation is the key to harmony. The only concept I understand. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, there can't be any group conscience if I don't speak up. There's no group conscience if I don't speak up. You know, how many times have I kept my peace to keep the peace, you know? But there can't be any group conscience if I don't speak up. I, I must. Um, God trusts me to be me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to be in relationships, offering my perspective, hopefully only when it's been requested. This is particularly with my children. You know, it was... Um, was it Josiah talking about the question, waiting for the question mark? Um, my my sponsor told me, that it's not been that many, I'd like to tell you this was early on, but this was not so long ago, when my sponsor said to me, it seems to me you're, you're uh, responding to uh, statements. <laughs> she said, you really only have to answer questions. You don't have to, oh, that's right. Um, I offer my perspective, hopefully not my rules or even helpful suggestions. It's not up to me. Tradition three, the only requirement for a relationship is a desire to be in it. Any number, when gathered together for mutual benefit, may call itself a healthy relationship. The spirit of this tradition is the same spirit in the third step. It's desire. 
um, it's you know before you make a decision you got to want to there's got to be a desire um, tradition yeah, yeah, yeah. and tradition three as well as step three a turn over the will of others I don't know about you but you know I, I, I tell God in step three that I'm going to turn over my will in my life but as an Al-Anon, when I turn over my will in my life, I turn over the will in the lives of everybody I come in contact with. And that's what I'm doing in this deal. It is, uh, if it's a healthy relationship, I'm turning over your will to this thing. Non-participation in a relationship. Um, uh, if I'm in this deal for, a, a mutual, for our mutual benefit, it is a healthy relationship for me. Now, if that's not the reason you're in it, it may not be a healthy relationship for you. But if I'm in this because I want what's best for you and I want what's best for me, I'm not going to, you know, we're partners in this thing, then it's a healthy relationship for me. It's fabulous when two or more gather together for mutual benefit and develop a healthy relationship. It's a win-win situation. It's a God deal. Which doesn't, of course, mean that it always feels good. I get how I'm feeling and how I'm doing confused. <clears throat> how I feel in reality are not always connected. Perhaps you can relate. Mm-hmm. Healthy means growing, which means changing, and that it doesn't always sit well with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Okay, tradition three. Moving right along. Tradition four. I am autonomous in relationships, except in matters affecting other relationship partners, the relationship or society as a whole. The spirit behind this is the same as the spirit behind step four, which is individual experience. This is about, um, I have to be me here. I have to remain me no matter what or who I relate with. What happens in alcoholic relationships, when you love an alcoholic, or when you have been just, you don't even have to know an alcoholic truly, really, to, to have been affected by the disease of alcoholism. What happens is, Though the disease of alcoholism erases us, it washes our faces off a day at a time. I don't know about you, but I, I thought I, I thought country music was my favorite thing when I came here. Only to discover that it was the first two husbands who liked country music. I mean, it's okay, but it's not my favorite. Um, I didn't, you know what? I don't know my favorite color. I don't know. What is beca- boundaries are such a big issue for us because we don't know where we start and they stop. The boundaries blur. It's, it's our greatest asset and our worst defect is that we know exactly how they feel because we're feeling what they're feeling. But the bad news is we don't know what we're feeling. And God isn't going to ask me when I get to heaven, you know, how's your husband do? You know, the question is really going to be, how was your life, Jay? You know, what went on with you? I, that's my job is to be me here. Um, a great tool I got early on was take everybody else out of the picture. Now what do you want to do? Because I tell my sponsor, I, I, I don't know what I want to do. And she'd say, oh, yeah, you do. And I'd say, I'm confused. And she said, confused is what happens to you when you picked up somebody else's stuff. Take everybody out of the picture. Now, what do you want to do? And if I took everybody out, I knew what I wanted to do. Now, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do it. But it is critical that I know what it is. It is critical that I make the decision to either honor my own needs and wants or to forego those to do something else. But then I'm not a victim. Then I'm I'm making the decision. I'm taking the power. Okay, we don't have time. These are lovely things. I wish I could share them. <laughs> um, 
Tradition 5 says, uh, since my purpose is to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and those, thus to those around me, my relationships have but one primary purpose, to serve as an expression of this service, to carry that message. The principle here is the same principle in Step 5. Step 5, what I'm telling somebody else is what message have I been carrying all these years? What have I been putting out? And what this tradition says is, um, you know, what is my purpose now? What message am I carrying now? And that was a, a, a result of working the steps. I discovered that I know today what it is I want to be, when, what I want to do when I grow up. I want to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and those around me. And then how that works is God's deal. You know, my job is doing the fitting. God's job is doing the doing. You know, I believe every relationship, like every human, every book, every day, is designed to have a beginning and a middle and an end. Uh, it used to be that the end came when the relationship, whether it was with a pencil or a person, no longer seemed to meet my needs or my expectations. Sometimes I trash can them, sometimes they dump me. Today I don't have to walk away from relationships or shut down emotionally, and my behavior no longer sends very many people screaming into the night. Um, if I'm still here on this planet, in this job, in this relationship, it must mean that I can be of service here. Because if that's my focus, to be of maximum service to God and those around me. You know, I, I sponsor these women who say, I should divorce him. I know I should. I ought to just leave him. God, he's useless. And I say, you know what? You're in it. And as long as it's a should, as long as it's a, ah, oh, yeah, I don't know, this is not yours to do. Yours is to stay where you are. And, and you make the decision every day. God, I'm willing to be in the relationship today. I don't have to be in it. I don't have to worry about tomorrow, but today. I kept, I've kept a job like that for years. Not the one I'm in now, because the day came when I went, oh, this is the day. <laughs> Woo, I'm gone out of here, you know. And uh, there is a prayer that I say that comes along with this. And I will warn you that it's a powerful prayer, so be careful if you say it. God, don't put anybody in my life until you can be first and I can be me. What happens when I say that prayer is that people fall out of my life. And they are the people that I had between me and God. Okay, we're going Tradition 6, I ought not overly invest myself in other spiritual, emotional, or physical growth, lest problems of ego gratification divert me from my primary purpose. Same spirit as there is in Tradition 6, I let go of attachments. That's what I'm doing. The, the tradition is up on the wall over this, and it says our family groups ought never endorse finance or lend our name to any outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary spiritual behavior. You know what? And I'll just tell you this quick. Um, this is a very tricky deal, especially with kids. Because when it's your kid, you don't know where the line is. You know, there's alcoholism that blurs the lines. There's parent issues that that, that fog the lines. And, um, and you just have to do everything you can think of when it's your kid. Here's the thing. A couple of times, yeah, until you're bleeding. And then you can let up sometimes. Um, but here's what I've learned. I'll give you a demonstration. A couple of months ago, I called my sponsor. I was frantic. I was beyond beside myself. My precious darling, absolutely gorgeous 20-year-old grandson has uh, gotten himself back in jail again, and that's not good this time. He's a number of felons, felonies he's been um, charged with. And, and I have been in my head a lovely place to be, and I just keep thinking there must be something I can do. What can I do? What can I do? Show me there's something I can do. So I call my sponsor, and I pour my heart out in the phone. 
And she said, okay, I want you to reword the problem one more time. This time I don't want any pronouns or adjectives. I just want you to use proper nouns. Tell me the proper nouns. And I said, oh, okay, well, Tony's back in jail again. She said, is your name in the sentence? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? When I call something mine, my child, my grandchild, my idea, my job, I have now lent my name to an outside enterprise. And problems of money, property, and prestige are going to divert me. Ego gratification. It's mine. It has rules if it's mine. So we're moving on. I know this is going to be so fun. You're going to get no time. Tradition eight. Healthy relationships are, for the most part, free and giving, but may sometimes require special workers. The principle here is relationship responsibility, which is exactly the same as step eight. It's where we begin giving to others. You know, in the steps, at the end of step seven is where you quit working on yourself. You quit focusing on yourself. From there on out, we're looking at other people in our relationships and how we work with them. It's the same in the traditions. The first seven are about our our focus. And now, how does that apply um, in a a bigger context? Um, I'm gladly willing by the time I get here to accept my part in relationships. The book says right contact with the world has to be maintained, and sometimes we just can't work it out ourselves. Just like I don't even talk about it. Sometimes we have to talk to somebody else, a safe, healthy, objective third party like sponsors or even a professional to help us through stuff. Not hiring special workers, not asking for and accepting help is taking the counsel of fear. And we are warned against that. That's a group back into I can I gotta do it myself. Sometimes we have to talk to these people alone and sometimes together. It's all sometimes it's better to hire a travel agent than let one partner have all the responsibility. It's always better to have hire someone to clean your house. <laughs> um, it's the same way I have to, I may have to uh, employ special workers and to help me like counselors and doctors in, in tradition seven. This is a re- reinforcement that I can't be all things in a relationship and I don't have to. Neither does anyone else. Tradition 9, a healthy relationship should be flexible in its organization. This is what happens in the amend step step 9. It's about connecting and communication. Uh, In my my first year in the program, I heard an AA talking about the third step, and she said that for a long time she thought the third step said, uh, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God um, when we understood him. When I understand, when I understand what I, my part is in this, or even more importantly, in the diseasiness of alcoholism, when I understand what you're not going to do in this, and I'm going to have to do it to make it look like it's working, you know, <laughs> which could be as, as little as taking out the trash, which is what a husband is supposed to do in my head. But if he's not there to take the trash out by God, I'll take it out in the dark of night and make it look like he did it, to make it look to the neighbors which for me is pretty much all it needs to look like, you know, then it's working. Um, Okay, a healthy relationship for me today is animated by the spirit of service. I just need to do my part, whatever we've agreed to or whatever I'm doing anyway, but sometimes stuff happens. Sometimes my part means doing something different, doing more than my usual or something the other person does. You know, we're so... When you live in the diseasiness of alcoholism, you have, those of us for whom drinking did not work, or even if it did, but we make hard and fast rules. 
because there's got to be some control here someplace. And the, the rules become more important than the people. You know, The rules must be abided by. And this idea in here that we're going to be flexible, because we don't know about flexible. We know about lie down and get run over or be the brick wall. We know one or the other. But this is about being flexible. I have to know where my center is to be flexible. Um, learning what and when to do it is a process, and it requires communication. Here's where I welcome others' efforts in our relationships without trying to discipline them or enforce their obedience to my ideas. You know, uh, Lois Wilson said that um, the traditions required uh, what was something the enforceable obedience, obedience to the un- to the unenforceable, because nobody can make us do it. You know. Tradition 10, I express no opinions on outside issues, especially other people. (laughs) Hence, my name ought never be drawn into public controversy. The truth is, I rarely express opinions on outside issues like politics, religions, other people's lives, and so rarely is my name drawn into public or private controversy. God knows I have opinions, (laughs) which is just another word for judgments. Judge, for me, actually means execute. Uh, I can usually keep most of what's going on in my head from coming out of my mouth. Early on, I was very impressed with how this works at a group level. Not only did we not talk about our professions, religions, outside publications, other 12-step programs or politics, we didn't talk about other people behind their backs outside of meetings. I have been blessed to be in a home group where gossip is not a major issue. And I I know that that's not always um, the case. But gossip will, nothing will kill a group faster than that. Outside the meetings, we don't talk about those things much at all either. And you know, in all the years I've been doing this Wednesday night thing with my girls, um, even in that intimate circle with folks that in a relaxed attitude, atmosphere, we've not done politics or religion, or we've just not done it. You know, we've stuck to what feeds us and not to what divides us. We've duck, stuck to what unifies us and not what separates us except in the last couple of years. (laughs) It's been really tough in the States. And and I had one of the girls come to me and say, you know, I'm I'm politically opposed to several of these other people, what they're they're saying here. And she, she said, I'm very uncomfortable. You know, the beauty of one of the most wonderful things I've gotten to watch, and that is in one of the earlier traditions here, is um, I've gotten to watch the people I sponsor have issues with each other. You know, one comes to you and tells me, <laughs> she said, blah, 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 and then the other one comes, you will not believe what she did to me. <laughs> and what I tell them is, well, here's the deal. I know you both love each other. Are you willing to stand still and let's work through this? Are you willing to stand still? I don't know about you, but I ran from those situations. Mm-hmm. I ran from those. And um, what I encouraged her to do was speak up. I said, you need to tell them that this makes you uncomfortable and that you would you, you would like for the political discussions to stop. But it's the scariest thing she ever did in a room full of people who love her better than anybody else on the planet, you know. But she did that. And um, now people kind of, you know, they'll roll her eyes and look at her. <laughs> they can't not. I best demonstrate my purpose by actions rather than promotion. <clears throat> The principle here, one more time, is anonymity, same as it is in the, tri- in the step. Um, I show my beliefs and principles by walking the walk and not just talking the talk. Um, this tradition assumes I have beliefs, that I have principles, and that I act from them, rather than acting from my fear and acting from my, uh, my emotions. Um, my belief system isn't a static thing. I... 
uh, daily my deal is, is letting go of old ideas, and they're not just the old, old ideas I learned when I was growing up. They're the old ideas I woke up with this morning. Some of them just formed yesterday. And adopting new ones, taking what I need and leaving the rest. Sometimes the new ideas conflict with old ideas, and the process of transformation can be ugly and painful. But I do not grow in my comfort zone. I also do not heal in my comfort zone. That's not where I heal. I wish I could tell you that's where we will heal, but it isn't. There's a quote in one of our books that says, ships are safe in harbors, but that's not what ships are for. Uh, If I wait to act to live my life until I know the real truths and the final answers, I will miss it all. So that means that I demonstrate my purpose and my actions in actions that will sometimes have different results than what I wish they did. And sometimes I'll walk away with egg on my face and sometimes I'll step on somebody's toes. But that's how I know I'm at least living my life. I'm at least taking chances. I'm not just staying in my comfort zone. It's uncomfortable to be in a relationship with people who continually look for validation by telling you how wonderful they are, how perfect their life is, or even how miserable they are and how much their life sucks. Both have the same goal, pay attention to me. They're probably sharing their beliefs, but it's not attractive. Um, I'm attracted to people who tell the truth about themselves, even when it's not pretty, and even when it's perfect. Tradition 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions ever reminding me to place principles above personalities. This is the expression of humility. Uh, Humility in the AA 12 and 12 is described as the who and what of us. The traditions help me to practice the principles, the what of me, through my personality, which is the who of me, that I developed in the steps, that I recognized in the steps. Personalities, people come and go. That's the good news and the bad news. The miracle is that by practicing these traditions in all my affairs, the principles of service, unity, love, action, integrity, trust, independence, interdependence, flexibility, and respect, Positive attitudes continue to be building blocks of my new life as an intelligent agent, a spearhead of God's ever-advancing creation. Oh, I love that. That could be my best, most favorite line in that whole book. Anonymity allows me to be real, to be me, not be limited by my story. How many of us are limited by our story? This is who I am. This is how I got here. I'm a survivor. No, I am more than that. I'm a liver, which is a good thing if you're an alcoholic. Um, (laughs) It allows me to know not only that if it's good for me, based on principles, it'll be good for you, but if it's good for you, it'll be good for me. The who of me grows by being fully present, practicing the principles, the what of me, in every relationship with God and others and myself. The tradition reminds me to recognize these principles, God at work in people, rather than focusing on how what they do or say affects me. And if I watch for the principles and don't get lost in the personalities, what a full, full life I can have. Okay, here, darlings, we're gonna have we're gonna take twenty minutes. That's what we're gonna take. And I'm gonna so can you squish up if you if there's just two of you at a table, will you go get at another table really quick? And um and I had my little notes here stumbling. I was so warm so well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
sharing going on and um, and I'll ask you one more time I would I, I wish we had time for you to come share it at a group level because it's helpful for everybody to hear what you came up with but um, I would really appreciate it if, if those of you who are willing uh, uh, somebody from every table would at least come and let me know how, what worked for you and what didn't work for you okay and we're done thank you